In today's podcast, Ryan and I have a casual conversation about meeting financial people and how those introductions normally go and how they flow. And we had a lot of fun recording this, and we hope that you enjoy listening. Thank you. Hello, my name is James Nethery. Welcome to the Banking with Life podcast. I'm your host, our co-host here, Mr. Ryan D. Griggs, himself and in person. Nailed it. How you doing, y'all? Y'all. Where are you from, boy? I live in West Texas. Three years this July, August, so that counts. Perfect. I can use your words. <laughs> That's all right. All right, so we're gonna we're, we're pretty much gonna have you know even though there's a lot of notepads here and you take copious notes as usual, we're gonna have kind of an unscripted conversation, right? Yeah, I mean they're all unscripted, but that's kind of the point of the podcast is we just capture what we talk about sitting out at your pool anyway. Well, we can't talk about some of that stuff. <laughs> 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 so so this will be true. what what we can talk this about. This is uh, made for. The internet made for YouTube, made for public consumption. Yeah, but it, you know we don't really. I mean, we don't really edit topics. There's here. not really. We're both difficult to censor in the first place. So, quite frankly, I like touching a third rail every now and then. Yeah, I wish yeah. I knew where that metaphor came from. I mean, I don't want to be in New York touching the third rail. <laughs> <laughs> in Texas, we can and get away with it. That's right. All right. So, what do you what do you want to throw out first? Uh, well, I had a, a good story uh, from this past week. Here we are in what is it? May, mid May, mid May, mid May, twenty nineteen. And we love good stories. Yeah. So I went to a chamber of commerce event out in Lubbock, Texas, where I live now. And the land is flat. Or everything. I mean, it's just for as far as the eye can see, just nothing. But we had a, uh, they call it a business after hours. Sure. A social every, hour. Every town probably has one. Right. Or one of these, uh, one of the banks hosts it. Right? So you're making all that money off of interest and principal that never existed prior to their having lent it out. When every business after hours social has to have a bank sponsoring it, right? Absolutely. Money's got to come wait. from somewhere. <laughs> Nobody's going to pay for it otherwise. <laughs> so now you're going to tell me you met a financial professional there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Met a couple uh, younger, maybe my age or younger. And wife had just started her real estate career. And husband had completed a graduate program in personal financial planning. At Texas Tech. At Tech. At yeah, Texas yeah. Tech. Good One program. Of, from what I hear, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to go get a CFP, a Certified Financial Planner designation, mm -hmm. copyright, and then right. pay annually for the use of that trademark, mm -hmm. it's a good place to get the prerequisite studies done sure. you know, before you take the test. There's not a lot of programs out there in the country that do it, so... <laughs> is that your <laughs> throwing up those, <laughs> the, the gang signs? Oh, yeah, the guns up, yes. No, I'm like, I, I lived outside of Lubbock. Years and years ago, mm -hmm. I mean, I like Lubbock. I love. Texas. I like Lubbock too. Yeah, and so we're not beating up. And they like their bankers. Yeah, we like them because <laughs> they provide an open bar at the <laughs> Chamber of Commerce events. <laughs> so I'll take it. And I'm driving on the way there, and it's like, did they why have? Not? Why not go and enjoy? Did they have security? 
No, not in Lubbock. Everybody's armed. You don't need security. <laughs> Perfect. So we get to talk. Get to talking to this guy. I don't. I forget his name. Doesn't matter. But he unless works. he's going to listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he might remember me. He probably does because I <clears throat> kind of went right at him, but in a polite way. Works for a small little, I guess, money management house, family office kind of deal. And in the bank. No, no. Uh, oh no, the bank hosted. This bank is hosted. an attendee. Right. I got it. Okay. Right. So we exchanged the pleasantries. Oh, you know, where are you from? What's your name? All Do you that. have a business card? Do you have a business <laughs> card? And I'm like, nope, I don't. I got a cell phone number and a website, and it's 2019, so you can have either one of those if you want. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and they always a little offended at first, and it's like, oh. Yeah, I, I have a I have a supercomputer in my they pocket. They stop reaching for their card. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so exchange. Uh, he, I, we, I didn't wasn't interested in his number, but he took mine and website and everything. And uh, very typical. You know, a lot of people. We were talking about this before. Don't really know how those conversations go, agent to agent. You know. Perfe- financial professional to if financial you're outside of the perfe- the professional financial industry right, they don't right. really they're not the average individual is not privy to these nope. conversations between financial gurus or professionals right right so, and you would never really think about it anyway you know but just yeah like, i can't imagine anyone getting up today and say oh man i'd like to you know <laughs> <laughs> photo bomb a conversation between a couple of financial <laughs> gurus yeah but they do happen the conversations happen we see each other at oh, yeah. the same events and everything and they don't think much about it either so when one person learns that one's in finance and the other person learns that the other's in finance is the little tension level rises slowly and the side eye begins <laughs> sizing up the competition yeah, well they immediately know that you're not a prospect right oh. so you're now Oh, out of that line sure they're a little deflated Damn, yeah I you came get the shoulders get dropped a little bit <laughs> <laughs> they, they relax they get they know that they're no no longer you know they don't they, they can set the script aside in their mind right mm. they can just talk and um and most of them uh, it's not a slant or anything they they have a script and they got a program and the whole thing and well, they're probably you, good people you know oh I mean, yeah i'm I always assume angelic intentions. I love that. Yeah. So, and I'm sure he's just as angelic as the next guy. <laughs> so, and he was. He seemed fine. No problem with him. But you, you could. They do have a script. They got a program in mind. And so, when you get him off that, now that's you get the industry talk. You get mm. the industry side of things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he was very polite he's like so what do you do yeah what do you uh, do so, oh non-traditional finance no what is non-traditional that? what does that mean well, uh well have you heard of the infinite banking concept no 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 i haven't heard of it most of them how haven't. long you've been doing this long time you ever heard of that no 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 but what is it right so well, what is it well i just go right to the point you know hey take a particular kind of dividend paying whole life from a certain company Wait it to the PUA. Wait the premium to the PUA so you can accumulate cash and you know. And they know some of those words. Like, they recognize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak the language, but I can identify that one word. They're like, ah, they heard life insurance and cash. Okay, so your life and insurance premium. agent, premium, yeah. cash value, yeah. And all life insurance is the same, so. Well, yes, and so that was the response. And they probably have a life insurance license, right? Yeah. So they're yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, we do that. 
Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we we've done that. We've done that. But we what we do, we we use <laughs> VL and VUL. VUL and I IUL. The variable universal life and then indexed yeah. universal life, which, you know, I have to say it used when it first came out it was equity indexed universal life. Yeah. yeah. But you gotta drop that equity. Whatever the in. current brand name is. And I was like, oh, okay. So like a term replacement. And that was that way. So we started walking through the way that they use the, the IUL. Yeah. And he said, well, we, we you know, pay the premium. And then the idea is over time, you build up the cash value and you have enough cash there so that it can pay for the death. Be- and as, yeah. he's, as he's talking, he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. As, as a term replacement. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we do it for something different. Like, we're, that's not what we do, right? This is for capital accumulation. And then kind of go into the whole bit about you're using capital. Everybody in here is using capital, whether they know it or not. Most of them are relying on their relationship with the building we happen to be in, this bank. You came uh, to the social to increase your capital yeah. some way mm-hmm. over some period of time. And... uh but you don't have any social capital with me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really what I was getting at is that, you know, you talk to a conventional financial person uh, at your local family office or at the local major brand name firm, and you mention the infinite banking concept, they probably don't know what that is, but they don't, they've never heard those three words put together in that way before. But as soon as you start talking about the product, particular asset, life insurance, whole life, and cash value, and building for cash, it's always, without exception, oh, we can do that. Oh, we've we been doing do that. that for years. We can do that. Oh, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I, I even had that experience with a, good, a friend, a very good friend of mine <clears throat> back home is, is in the mainly property and casualty insurance business, but his dad also had a life license and they through state farm particular company and so when i first got into infinite banking you know they asked i hadn't heard the term well what do you mean by that thank goodness there's an acronym right yeah. ibc <laughs> <laughs> and so i told him i was like oh yeah 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 we've we've done that before we've done that before oh yeah and whenever you know whenever you hear that it's like in my mind it's like, why isn't that all you do then? Like, to me, it's infinite banking checks so many boxes. It's like, well, if you really do get what's going on, if you do understand the problem, if you do understand where people are getting hit hardest financially, which is on the lending side, everything they do in the consumer world, the house, the cars, the medical, medic- anything they're spending for, the business, everything. 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 You really know where, that, where the problem is, which is in that world. Mm-hmm. And you, you know that you're solving that issue. You know that infinite banking allows the individual to take control of that capital accumulation and use function and eliminating that dependency and all the other costs associated with it. It's like, what else do you have <clears throat> that would be better? Well, portfolio, man. Get a higher rate investing, of return. Investing, investing. Right. Yeah. But then, too, the other, you know, the other or another uh, – you know, we're, we're getting beat up on the cost of capital, no question. And then 
oh my gosh, abdicating our responsibility to perform the banking function. So someone else is profiting from that. Mm-hmm. But then in, in addition to that, we also, all of us enjoy, you know, living in the land of the free, right? It costs money. Yeah. They don't have any money. So, uh, and I'm speaking directly toward taxation, you know, uh-huh. that no question the cost of capital is an uphill battle. You know, if, if you don't do something about it, you're not going to win that game most of the time. But then taxation. And I'm bringing taxation up because of the time period that we're in at this recording. And, uh, you know, like last week was the, the last we're in Texas. So we have very high property tax in Texas. Mm-hmm. And one day last week was the last day to protest your property appraisals. Right. And. You know, you, you, we, we all experience this and, and, and we, we all pay our taxes and we know that the appraisal, you've got to go and um, do, you know, you've got to perform a pretty good effort to keep the taxing entity at bay and in check from overvaluing your property. But just going through that whole process, you know, I got all triggered again last week, you know, while I'm protesting oh, yeah. my taxes. Because here we are in a in a real estate market that I think most of us could gr- agree that we're in a bubble. Oh sure. Right. Because the cost of capital being so cheap, well hell, it should be cheap. It didn't exist until you collateralized it and promised to repay it. Okay, I digress a little, but you know, just think about that. Just go through that thought process with me. Every year they're increasing the appraised value of your property, mm-hmm. right? And oh, they can justify it. Right. With comps, because, you know, property is selling because money is so cheap. And I'm not saying that's the only why property is selling, but we're in a bubble. The appraised values continue to go up. And then when the bubble corrects, all bubbles correct. When? I don't know. Who knows when? I, not me. OK. But when they when the real estate market does correct, I, I mean, h- how quick do you think they're going to call me and send me a letter and say, oh, we're going to lower your appraised value (laughs) you know i mean over and over and over that's just one more way that um the government's getting deeper and deeper into your pocket right and every every one of those dollars is a dollar that's not kept under your own ownership and control that's not working for you Um, producing more yeah so the takeaway is not you know dodge your taxes the takeaway is build a system that like Nelson used to say puts you allows you to control the environment that you're in that gives you a tailwind so that those nicks and cuts and kicks to the side and all the various taxes and costs well look did your did your financial friend want to you know schedule some time with you to figure out what you're doing yeah I told him you know I I said (laughs) I said well you know I'm I'm teaching a eight-hour course on this in a couple months matter of fact end of june um and he's like oh you do, do you think you could do what did he say do, do you think you could do an abridged version like <laughs> over like half hour or 10 minutes on can a phone you call with me <laughs> what, can you tell me about this while we're here i gotta go but i have a minute i'm like yeah let me let me take eight hours <laughs> i'll i'll shorten it down to 30 minutes but i said yeah no give me a call don't you have an elevator shoot speech? me a text message or something um, hasn't happened yet, miraculously. <laughs> you probably blocked his number, didn't you? 
I haven't gotten it, <laughs> although I'd get all these unwanted phone calls all the time. I do block, but um, no, hadn't called, hadn't heard from him. Okay. That's okay. That's standard. <clears throat> you know, I, uh, I mean, the same we experience um, in the infinite banking world, Nelson Nash Institute, somebody legitimately practicing the infinite banking concept, not, oh, I have a license and I do that, we do that. And then, oh, my God, the things that they create. Um, I've seen them. You can see them. They're all on the Internet. You know, the universal life. I mean, they illustrate beautifully. And you see all that going on. But whenever you talk about the infinite banking concept, because you're asked or prompted, you know, it's not like you're running around. Nope. You know, trying to tackle people to get them to listen to your elevator speech. But invariably, it always gets to, oh, yeah, we've done that for 20 years. Oh, I read Nelson's book 30 years ago. My dad used to do that. Mom, my uncle was a life insurance agent. And whatever reference that they have, they always share that with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to be a licensed. I used to sell life insurance. My dad sold life insurance. Oh, yeah, we did that. My dad funded my college out of his life insurance policy. You know, um, so the the implied is well everybody does this everybody's been doing it if you have life insurance and everybody can do it and at the end of the day if you have a permanent life insurance policy with cash value there are loan provisions right yeah i mean you can collateralize the cash value but that does not mean you're practicing the infinite banking concept at all no no it's so much more and I just I get frustrated sometimes when you know, oh yeah we do that yeah mm-hmm. we do that mm-hmm. everything you've built and worked for now oh yeah we do that that's that's yeah. one of our <clears throat> so I, I want to know I was in the life insurance industry 14 years before I read Nelson's first book Becoming Your Own Banker 14 years mm-hmm. I mean I was paying attention working pretty hard I'm doing okay I never heard of it. Been with all kinds of life insurance companies. Went through all kinds of training programs. Why didn't I ever hear of it? If, if, if everybody knows it and everybody can do it. Why didn't one single life insurance company, just one, say, oh, look at what you can do here? Mm-hmm. Not one. I think if they'd have known, they might have told me. <laughs> and If they understood it. Well, they'd have it's to really know bad. or be be aware of it to mm. even attempt to understand it, mm. right? So I'm not sure that they were aware of it. Well, that's a valid question. You know, it's how do you, how do you know? Like when I hear that, how do, we, how do we know that they don't know? And I think one <laughs> way that you can know that they don't know is that is when they're consumed with the investment side. Well, that's and, one sure sign. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what most of them are. It's, you know, are you securities licensed? There's a big way because it's no joke to get that damn securities license. Which one? You, you name it. It's okay. a, where you can sell securitized products or or charge money to advise about what people ought to do or right. that. Uh, so they go through, if they went through all of that to then offer that product suite, that's where their odds are spending the majority of their time in training in training and then with the client yeah no question yeah 
<clears throat> so when they get to the investment aspect, right? Is that would you say that again? I don't. Yeah. So I think it's just it's one way to know whether or not someone truly does understand the infinite banking concept is whether or not they spend so much time on the investment side. Sure. And I think infinite banking, life insurance people are sort of, it's not spoken, it's not direct, like you're not directly looked down upon, but you're considered lesser than <laughs> if you're just a life insurance person. Oh my gosh, right? yes. And don't have a securities license? Right, right. Oh, you just do that. It's like, uh-huh. And so the the implicit <laughs> assumption is that what we do over in the investment world is superior. Sure. Right, that's more sophisticated. After all, it's more complicated, so it must be more sophisticated. Which will justify right. the fees that I charge. All <laughs> of the fees, yeah. That pay for the nice office and the nice car. You can't do this and the nice suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you got to start to question that, you know, I, well, I've just come to the point where it's like, can't allow that little assumed superiority complex that they've got going on, uh, to throw you off because at the end of the day, they, they don't, they're not really solving this insofar as we're financial, financial professionals, we're supposed to be dealing with the problems of finance. That's just not where the problem is. The problem isn't that we have insufficient rate of return. Well, it always gets down to the rate of return. Yeah. Bring up, talk about anything concerning money, mm -hmm. and it's what's the interest rate? What's the rate of return? Mm -hmm. What's the ROR? What's the ROI? It's yep. like just chasing that rate of return. Yeah, and I really think that <clears throat> it's come from what we're all just conditioned and programmed to think about when it comes to money is, is that we're, we're we're sort of operating from an investment paradigm no question and that that's even in academia i mean the whole financial economics world is just asset allocation portfolio theory that's all it is no there's like there's nothing beyond that it's so talk about pigeonholed and fragmented you know all of economics there's all kinds of economics right there's micro macro labor international monetary money and banking <laughs> uh agricultural and plenty of articles to go with them oh, oh my god hundreds of journals <laughs> right every different field has its own journal and then we need to get tenure yeah for being academia <laughs> so the, the whole system is all fragmented and it's happened in finance too I need to be justified. <laughs> that's and that's what happens. Validated. That's what happens in a and we can talk about that too. I mean it's a non market establishment. You know, nobody gets a lifetime position selling anything in the market without providing legitimate service, goods and services along the way that it keeps them in business. Only in academia only do you, only in academia do you have this unique thing called tenure well wait a minute you were describing a free market now you're sliding off into well, and that's my point yeah <laughs> that's my point is that it's it's not a market institution and no. it's certainly not in the modern day i mean when everything's state funded one way either the the state and the federal government directly send money to the universities or the universities 
fund their black ops research. Or the universities acquire the money from the students who are funded by federal loans. Oh, we're talking about economics. I'm sorry. They're all over the place. (laughs) Well, while we're touching third rails, I mean, you went from a financial guy to the academic. I'm coming uh, back around. I'm coming back around. I'm just, you know, adding some scenery. (laughs) But it's also fragmented, and that's why, you know, when you, that first one, maybe over the first year that I was in the infinite banking world, it's like, why is it like this? Like, I'm, you know, so naive and idealistic. It's like, oh, found something really great here. You know, let's just do this. But why is the whole industry set up against it or so antagonistic towards it? And I really think it's, it's their own intellectual shallowness. It's like you haven't, you haven't even considered what finance is. And and like here we are supposed to be oh, go ask go ask your advisor or go find one. Ask them what the definition of finance is. Or go find five and ask each of them and you'll get ten different answers. Sure. So we don't need what what they're really doing is they're just technical uh salespeople for a particular slice of the financial industry, which is the investment world the yeah, wall oh, street now let's get down to it somebody's money. getting paid <laughs> yeah which and now you look get paid i mean i have no problem with that right I mean, no i'm a capitalist yeah. no, 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 no. i'm just saying the why are, why are these things you know happening why why is this paradigm constructed like it is and everybody you know staying within the construct right and that's why these blogs online about how uh, people who sell whole life or infinite banking people, you know, make such high commissions. Oh <laughs> it's, <my> like, God. <laughs> it's like you clearly don't understand what we're doing. <laughs> well, it's either that or I see the, um, I, I, I see the people <laughs> on YouTube, you know, that uh, talk about infinite banking or IBC or Nelson Nash Institute. <laughs> And, and and they mentioned that, oh, if a policy is not constructed this particular way with, oh, yeah. you know, at least this amount going to the cash value or the paid up additions and this going to the base, that it's not constructed correctly. And universal life is, you know, the best because you can do all of these things that actually have more illustrate more cash value in the early years and yeah. it illustrates better. And, oh, wait, they get paid better. Um, they're... You know, I see them beating up the infinite banking concept, and the one one of them that I really like was, oh, that was IBC guys. They just want you to read a bunch of books. I got to do you good to read a book. It'd be okay. I mean, you know, find one that you like. Reading is still okay, right? Um, but I'm just saying. You brought up UL. <clears throat> the, the guy at the chamber event mentioned UL, of course. Of as, course. I, as I said, and so. The be- my favorite question is, oh, what do you what interest rate do you illustrate at? Yeah, and he had to think about that one for a minute. I don't know. I can't build the illustration. It's whatever the back office built. Literally, exactly what he said. <laughs> Seriously, is, 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 is we don't build them, they build them. That right? I don't know how to build them. I just sell them. Yeah, right? yeah. Seriously, and yeah. said it like no problem. You know, you know it. what one of my favorite questions is when talking to a financial guru. Mm or a financial professional. I'm not disparaging any financial professional, okay? I'm just having fun with my friend, Ryan, sharing on a podcast. Yeah. 
right? Oh, yeah, I do that. We, we do that, but we do it with universal life. Oh, yeah, we've been doing that a long time. Two questions, all right? How much life insurance premium do you pay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long you been doing that? It's so good, you must be buying it up, right? Oh, yeah. And they'll throw out big numbers, you know, like a couple hundred bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing? Well, I've been working over here for three years, but they've been doing it a long time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. But he finally did tell me the interest rate, 6%. I wonder why. 6% a year. I wonder why. Just right under the limit that the NAIC, National Association of Insurance Commissioners, limited what you could, what interest rate could be illustrated on universal life insurance policies right. about three years ago. Hmm. Now, why would they have to limit it, the illustration? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 6% a year. Wow. You're going to need it to cover that exponentially rising cost of the death benefit <laughs> later in life. So. I really like Hopefully it that. comes. I like watching them squirm. It's, what, it's, how much life insurance premium do you pay? Now and yeah, I now enjoy it. Right. I now enjoy <laughs> it. I've learned. It's like a hobby. Yeah. Right. Oh well, we gotta go. Okay, well, it's yeah. great to meet you. Yeah, the bar's still open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we clean them out, man. <laughs> uh, you don't miss one. You gotta take advantage of that free. Well, free. They've pilfered the local public, so <laughs> might as well get in while the getting's good. Somebody paid for it. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, what else? You what? Else? I mean, come on. If we're going to touch the third rail, let's touch it. Or did you, is there, are there any others that you'd like to touch? I mean, you're kind of beating up academia a little bit, which I enjoy. Yeah. And the financial too. industry as a whole is mm-hmm. I greatly enjoy. And well, the thing that comes up time and again is, oh, life insurance. Oh my God. Ooh, it's the worst life thing insurance. ever. I, I, I spoke with the person uh, online, uh, found me through Facebook, and I'm no issues or anything. Seems nice. And we had what do you mean? You have a bunch of stalker ads and tracker ads on Facebook that no, pop up I in? don't do any of that. Okay, thank somebody you. <laughs> was kind enough to tag me in a comment thread, and so I explained who I was and everything. And even in this nice perfectly amicable conversation and the, this in, this individual is asking you know what what should i do to learn more but did they I read want, well I, <laughs> what this individual said was i don't want to speak to an agent because they're just going to try to sell me something <laughs> right or just, someone's just going to try to sell me some life insurance like my car's broke down but i don't want to talk to a mechanic <laughs> <laughs> that's so good <laughs> so right and, oh, but it, it's not malicious you know people just have this gut feeling that a life insurance person is just going to try to rip them off yeah <clears throat> well, and, the, and there are people yeah. out there who have that coming <clears throat> but at, at the end of the day there's also people out there who are working in a legitimate industry providing a legitimate product and also providing the service to understand how to use it and how you can use it in the future and how to grow the system and what that's going to do for you. So it's, I don't know. I, I, I wish there was an easier way to overcome it. You know, people don't have that just like in the auto mechanics, people don't have a, some do they think, Oh, you know, it's hard to, know the price of labor and so maybe the cost is a little higher or anything but you got to get it done so you go 
get it done or whatever. And you know, we've all worked on our cars when we were young, you know, and repaired things. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I'm I mean, just I saying it's like. Uh, it, I was alluding back to, you know, of course, life insurance. Everybody does that, you know. Mm. We, we've been doing that forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if I can change an alternator, which I can't. I could. I can do anything. I just don't want to do everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, doesn't mean I know how to do it in a modern-day car. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. But, too, you know, when it comes to life insurance, I mean, I'm convinced I learned it from Nelson. I mean, he said it, and it's true that most people's understanding of life insurance is based on someone else's misconception Mm -hmm. that's so true yeah you know that what we're talking about with the infinite banking concept and 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 let's go back nelson becoming your own banker the first book you know he was buying policies since he was 13 years old right just passed away a couple of months ago at age 88 um they didn't have paid up additions riders that was straight whole life insurance. 13. Mm-hmm. He bought his uh, third policy by the time he was 21, I believe. He became a licensed life insurance agent in 1964. So by the time he wrote his book, which was printed in 2000, right? But he talks in the first part of his book, it, he tells his story in the background of how all this came together. You know, and there's Austrian economics and forestry he gives you all that mm-hmm. background or a lot of it um the man was paying eighteen thousand dollars a year in life insurance premium in 1980 uh, look around yeah. who do you know paying eighteen thousand dollars a year in life insurance premium in even today's dollars yeah not not the guy you meet at the at the business social <laughs> right selling <laughs> index universal life no right no. so and he didn't quit buying. That's just what he was paying up. He continued paying high premium in life insurance. Wonder why? Because mm-hmm. he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you, you do. I mean, the the consumer, right? It's still caveat emptor, buyer beware. You got to be able to properly classify things. Man, we I count on I count on your ability to call. BS. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, absolutely. Got to be able to properly classify, you know, separate the rift raft. Well, the best conversation, <laughs> the, the conversations so, I enjoy having the most are from people who have gone through other conversations with other people in the financial world and have battle scars and stories to tell. <clears throat> no, wait a minute. You can't get battle scars from stories. I mean, I. Well, I understand emotional that. trauma. You could okay. say, "All right, <laughs> well, you can." Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <Take> that back <laughs> of how they were, you know, how they were dealing with the salesperson. Oh. Everything was a sales pitch, and they could feel it. You know, you don't know what it is really. <laughs> Can't put your finger on it, but something about the way they talk, or the uh, the general appeal, the tone of voice, whatever it is, you know, something just sounds fishy or seems off, or. You know, they're getting an illustration in your hand real quick that talking about like, interest rates, internal rate of return, internal rate of return, or what the death benefit is day one, yeah. like, and they have they they know they know that something is wrong, but not exactly what, right? And they're just looking for answers, so they have this list of questions where it's just like, well, explain. You know, I don't understand. Like, what? How? how 
how should the PUA premium be compared to the base? You know, and what's going to happen to the death benefit? And you know, do we have to trade off death benefit for cash value? You know, and, well, I just want to pay for the cost of the insurance. Yeah, it's all yeah. these questions. And so little things that. And what's a corridor? <laughs> we had a conversation earlier yesterday about the corridor and terminology within the industry. And when there's certain types of life insurance, they they all have kind of their own terminology, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so when you use the word corridor, I mean, it specifically is talking about universal life. So that's the reason I threw that out there, and I just wanted to share that with y'all. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, they, and they have all those little questions about mm-hmm. little words they've picked up there, a phrase here, or something. And they understand. could be what I have found they're legitimate questions legitimate because they questions. really they really want to understand yep. right and how how to do it correctly and if they even want to participate right. Um, and and I appreciate your enjoyment from uh, you know you enjoy the conversations that you have with people that have had previous conversations mm-hmm. with financial gurus. And I respect that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's uh, so cool. You can spend an hour and a half just getting to know each other. Really? You know, yeah. you're just having a conversation and yeah, it winds up. Yeah. You end up with the coolest relationships. There, no question yeah. about that. Yeah. Like I have clients spending <clears throat> tens of thousands of dollars on their first policy. Mm-hmm. It's a significant chunk of their income, right? Sure is. And we're just, you know, texting back and forth middle of the night. You know, he's got a question, fires it off. And okay, shooting back and forth. That's you know, for that 24/7 for that business, this young man works. I'm just saying 24/7. Yeah. 7 days a week. <laughs> yeah, at least Absolutely. Go so, to church, yeah. don't you? No. I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. I mean, do you even text from the bar at the? At <laughs> no. The, uh, Sometimes you got to put the phone away. <laughs> at the business social. Or, you know, oh, the, at the actually, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll pause a, you know, a, a local event that really is just you're hanging out, but yeah, yeah, you got someone to take care of. You take care of them. You know, I got I, I got to say the 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 most enjoyable conversations that I have. Um, typically they have had previous conversations there's Mm -hmm. no question but they have spent time reading not researching right yeah this broad research you know and the only thing i have to say about research briefly right if christopher columbus would have done his research (laughs) in 1490 what would his research have provided him do you think it, it, it was nothing more than a general consensus that the world's probably flat and you might fall off. Right. right. So I'm talking about reading, you know, particular books, watching particular videos. Where, studying, really. Yeah, studying, you know, vetting it, um, you know, really doing the vetting, mm-hmm. right? Those are the most enjoyable conversations yes. because if they do, if you do your research, you'll be able to vet these people and, and even books and videos that are bs that you know is not right they're trying to sound like they know what they're oh, doing and what they're talking about a particular one at the moment <laughs> oh my gosh um and, and once because if you i believe what i've come to find right um, I, as it, I didn't just wake up this morning and say oh i'm gonna believe this right mm-hmm. i mean uh, it, it's happened over time that 
you know, if you're legitimately researching the infinite banking concept by going to the source, Birmingham, Alabama, the original works of Nelson Nash, R. Nelson Nash, becoming your own banker, building your warehouse of wealth, and the videos associated with that, people that were directly related or, or tied to or in the beginning learned from Nelson that practice, mm-hmm. right? Um, it'll just help you make a decision whether it's good, bad, swipe left, swipe right, but it'll help you vet right some of the smoke and mirrors and the pixie dust that is being presented as legitimate yeah on the internet those are the conversations that i have most that i have found most enjoyable of course they have not only spoken with the financial guru several conversations but they also have the experience you know they've done the ira the 401k mm. they've done however old they are and whatever profession that they're in and um they've done these things right they've had the lines of credit at 10 12 and 14 percent things don't go right the bankers start showing up converting them to notes oh and then they start calling the notes and seizing collateral mm-hmm. you know some of that experience right those are because it's it's it, people are beautiful we you develop great relationship with really smart people a little yeah. weird but a little weird's okay a little weird's perfect yes you know um those are the conversations that i have enjoyable you know mm-hmm. they've done their homework they have been exposed to the financial gurus and they have enjoyed the results of conventional, typical financial advice. And, uh, man, they want a solution, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, and if that's you, I don't work 24 <laughs> seven, seven days a week, but I do work hard right? <laughs> and I am available for a conversation, just not all hours of the night. Like, I'm not a texter. I can't text like a schoolgirl. You know? And there's no slide. Have you seen? I mean, there's I've no got a, slide. I've got a daughter that's 11. Okay, so I'm just saying. I mean, y'all can respect for the you know the text. People enjoy spirit. that. Some like to call. Some like to text. Almost no one likes to email. Right. Well, I've discovered too over the last several years. You know, I'm 55. Right. I mean, there's a. You see the text. Everybody texts today. Yeah. Everybody. You know, my grandmother mm-hmm. texts. Not my grandmother, but my mother-in-law, right? So That's just what they prefer. Just not 24-7. So. I do sleep. Okay, it's not that <laughs> all the time. But you get someone who really gets it, and it's like. Um, oh, my God, it's refreshing. What do you want? Like, it's empowering. Yeah. You know, it gives you, you know, and I, I uh, you know, talking to nelson over the years in before and after events you know the man could get up at 87 and talk for 10 hours and never take a bathroom break right Mm -hmm. it's like he's he's giving the listener a break right you know it's like my gosh well it it rejuvenated him it invigorated him it it was pretty powerful it's really cool yeah and then you think about like i have some clients are young you know younger than me 23 years old Good for you. Already paying forty grand in premium, gonna be paying it for as long as he can. Why are you trying to throw out the big numbers, man? Because I'm proud of the kid. You know, <laughs> you can like, move decimal points either way. That's put very it impressive. What it was, it is. Yeah, That's for him, he's impressive. making enough income to be able to pay that much, and he's doing it. He's making well, I, the decision. He did his research. He did his reading, and he's able to make that commit. That's impressive. I don't. I'm, very impressive. about me. It's about him. It's like, right? It's impressive, and to see that and hear it and know it and 
keep up with him and what he's doing in work and what he's planning on doing. Probably it's like, pretty creative young guy. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm just saying that you don't, you gotta, you have to, you must start wherever you're at in whatever endeavor you're starting. And Pete, that's a, a legitimate question. Cause people ask, you know, what's the, I what's the minimum? What's the maximum? Well, I said people ask, <laughs> not you. What's the minimum? What's the maximum? Right? Well, there is no maximum. Pay as much as you want. There ain't no minimum either. Yeah. It's some, limited by your, Space between the ears. Oh yeah, uh, one guy pay you know fifteen one five dollars a month. Fifteen, like three. Who's on there? What's that guy's name on the five? Lincoln. Come on, five Lincolns is they're saying fifteen dollars a go. month. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But we have great conversations, and it, it's going to do great for him. He just maxed out his PUA the other day because he got a big check. Good for him. He's like, yes, maxed out his more PUA. of that. He put. Um, as much capital into his policy, into the paid up additions rider mm-hmm. as it allowed. Yep. So and he'll do it again next year. Yeah. How old is he? Twenty four. Twenty four. That's a good job. So there's not a too small or too young. Nope. Is there a too much or too old? Not that I've encountered. He took a long time to say no. There's no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not no, no. Okay, good. Well, anything else you want to you want to beat up any theories or topics <laughs> here before? We... <laughs> uh, I think I covered. That's what I had on my mind today. Yeah, well, we I, should do a live one of these sometimes so people could just tell us what they want to hear about. No question. Can they tell us now? Can't, can't you? Well, this. We'll get this one pushed out before. I mean, look, so here we are. The guy comes through town, you know, every month or so. So when he comes through town, you know, we we sit down and talk about things and record them. And we have a bank of recorded podcasts and, and other interviews. And just so we can release them on a consistent basis because – you know, I'm trying to get into the 21st century, and I really don't yeah, know the matrix, and I don't care about the matrix and the algorithms and all. I, you know, that does <laughs> nothing for me. But I do know that consistent release, you're rewarded in their algorithms. Yeah. Right, that's all I know. So we have a bank. We'll just push this one to the forefront of the bank. And, and then directly stating that, you know, if you have comments or would like, for us to cover or answer or talk about particular things, just share them with us. Just be mm-hmm. be nice, okay? <sighs> we can all be civil. Um, we have feelings too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'll 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 erase a troll in a heartbeat. I do not I like negativity. <laughs> I don't, you know. <laughs> but if they're legitimate and sincere, I'm all over it. Absolutely. Right? When they're illegitimate or insincere, I'm just not interested. Mm-hmm. And I think most people are that away. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we can all be ugly. Just go on Twitter. Oh, my God. Shuh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Anyway, so I'd love – well, live streaming is actually in our future. It's on the schedule for this year, 2019. Yeah. And uh, so I'd love to interact with people. That'd be cool. That way we don't have this problem. Of- right, well, man, don't, don't make this pause awkward. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. You got anything else? 
No, I've had I've had fun, and I came unscripted, you know, not like you know here the studious <sighs> academic academician, you know, he's like checks his T's, dots his I's. Three bullet points. I mean, I pay attention to detail. Don't I'm just a lot like casual and off the cuff stuff, as you can tell. Hopefully, all right, all right. Hey, thanks for tuning in, listening, and can't wait to uh, see you the next time. Yeah. Bye.